The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your kind of round one recap for this week's Valero Texas Open. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello, sir. How are we doing, Rick? I, I'm I'm fully masters mode, so I, I don't know I don't know how much help I'm going to be here. What is one thing you learned, saw, or thought about the Masters today? Yeah, so I, I've I wrote like. I turned in three different pieces today and I'm working on my um, sort of like uh, ranking the field. So I'm about two thirds of the way done with that. But here, here's a, here's a piece of trivia that just floored me because I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I, I I think I maybe could have gotten you the answer, but I I wouldn't have said it with any confidence. Smiley Kaufman, Mm -hmm. one master's appearance. Mm-hmm. And he played in the final pairing. That's almost like that's impossible to do, right? So you're saying on the, he played in the final pairing on Sunday, right? There's a couple of angles here uh, to be that close to contention in your first time is hard to do. It's then, hard to fall out of the out of the top twelve, which get invited back. Correct, Might have been right. sixteen then, at the time, and then to never play it again after that is also in its own way a feat of its own yeah like i i, I can't imagine like if you go through there have been well they didn't they used to play them out of order back in the 19 whatever 30s 40s used to just tee off with whoever whenever you wanted which is insane can you imagine it's like just the way just a wednesday practice round whoever happens to be there on the first tee have at it Let's do it. Yeah. So I guess since, since like the modern way of doing things where they actually had tea times and it was ordered by, uh, by what your score was, I, I would, I would bet there's never been another player that is only who played in the final pairing on a Sunday. And that was their only master's appearance ever. Yeah. You could, that, that, can, the- that can't happen. Yeah, that's that's really good, and and you could have given me a lot of guesses at that, and I would never have gotten there. Yeah, so that was that was one thing. There have only been two other guys you might have seen this. If you did, you see this tweet? 
No, two, I have not been only, on Twitter today. Okay, good. There's only two guys that have ever won the Masters, their first Masters in their 15th appearance or more. Uh, didn't Sergio do it pretty late? That's Sergio's one. He he did it on his 19th, which is the <laughs> the most. Uh, boy. The other one's hard, really hard. Like, is it a modern player or no? Yeah, it's a modern player, and you know who they are. You just it you wouldn't. I don't know. It's just a kind of a weird one. Okay, tell me. Marco Mira. I never would have got that. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> I think that the the angle there is just that like Tiger sort of resurrected his career. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm deep in the weeds uh, of the Masters, and then the Rosang just melting the Anwa right now. Yeah, and the reason that I'm kind of letting all this happen is because the Valero Texas Open is not going to finish round one today. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of fog this morning, essentially three and a half to four hours behind. So as the coverage has gone off air, if you're watching with us live on YouTube right now, basically the morning wave is done and the afternoon wave is getting underway and there are still five or six golfers who have not even teed off yet. So there is a lot of golf that we are not even going to be able to speak about. So before we even jump into that, uh, there was a little bit of breaking news on, on this Thursday. Do we have this, this graphic, Josh? Uh, we've got a team announcement for the Zurich. Max Homa and Colin Morikawa have partnered up and they are going with the nickname Team Homakawa and they have apparently had some Dodgers jerseys made up because that's what we're showing on YouTube right now. I like this. Flushers only. Two of the, what, seven best iron players in the world right now? Yep. Two, two Cal Bears, two Dodger fans, two West Coast guys, two Flushers. This is, this is good vibes only out of Team Homakawa. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I don't know that I have a, a comment beyond that. I mean... Yeah, it, it's fun. It, have any of the other so Hovland and and Morikawa played together? Was it last year? That is correct. Are there any other kind of super teams right now? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've even seen. So I mean, Cantlay and Xander. I'm assuming. Yeah, I assume, and this is an assumption. I wouldn't call it a super team, but Sam Burns and Billy Horschel, or Burns and Scheffler. I think Rory and Scheffler would be fun. I don't. I don't think they're going to play that event no i don't think so either i, I don't think i've seen many commitments in general first of all yeah or many announced pair announced pairings I'm this is guessing that's between there you go there you go okay so josh has it Cantley, xander colin max billy burns uh oh i did see this matt and alex fitzpatrick yeah and those are the only four teams listed as of right now it's between Masters and PGA, right? Yeah, you know what? I was just pulling up the schedule to see um, where it was, and and because I was assuming that was going to kind of dictate what's happening here. So it is. So you get it's Masters, RBC Heritage, Zurich, Mexico Open. So it's the third week of April. It's only a couple weeks away. Okay. That's it's the 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 schedule so far has been awesome, right? It's been lights out. It's about to get kind of weird because you're going to have the majors and then you're going to have the elevated events in between and then just like 
nothing between like in the middle of all i don't know it's just it's going to be very different we've gotten some just bangers for like three straight months and i don't think that's going to be the case for the next three or four months okay well we shall see we've got a little work to do here at the valero texas open there is currently and i will preface all of this by saying currently because when by the time you're listening to this things might have changed a four-way tie at the top of the leaderboard 68 was good enough to get it done around TPC San Antonio for the first wave. Matt Kuchar, Padraig Harrington, MJ Duffy, and then with a birdie on his final hole of the day, Roberto Diaz just entered himself into the conversation. Sure, I should have picked him for one and done. Uh, uh, what I mean, what do you? Okay, over under Roberto Diaz finishing T eighteen in this event. What side do you want? Is over. Uh, I would say farther. over. I would say over is worse. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go over. Yeah, me too. So you can have him in the one and done right now if you'd like. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, was, I, I didn't mean for you to take that seriously. Uh, I mean, what if Padraig Harrington wins this event? Okay. I Padraig Harrington's been awesome. Um. I, now he's playing a lot on the Champions Tour. He's made a couple cuts when he's played on the on the PGA Tour. But you see, this dude is like non-stop on the grind when you see him trying to get longer trying to stay fit i i mean it would be pretty cool i don't think it would be i mean he's he's a hall of fame i don't think it'd be like groundbreaking or anything like that but i i like i'd be happy for him i like the idea of it it's kind of interesting because so he's almost 52 years old he's 252 in the owgr because he doesn't i mean he plays in europe but he doesn't really play well, he paid API and Honda, made the cut at both of those. He, he, didn't, he didn't play very much on the PGA Tour, but Data Golf has him at 126 in the world because it brings into account the, the Champions Tour strokes gained, the live strokes gained, which is a good, like, if we're just looking at like who the best players are, it's a good thing. It's a good way to do it. Uh, he played in the Masters last year. How did he get in the Masters last year? I'll find out. 2022 Masters qualifications. He He's missed his last three cuts at the Masters. It'd be kind of sick if he got in by winning uh, the, the Texas Open this weekend. Uh, probably not going to happen, but uh, yeah, good start by him. He got in via qualification 15, which is – oh, yeah, okay. Do you, okay, I mean, yeah, we should. You should know this, or like, because you're you're a smart guy. I mean, I don't think it's easy, but I think you. I think if I give you 15 seconds, you'll figure out how how Padraig Harrington got into the 2022 Masters. Qualif- qualification 15 is pretty. Uh, that's a pretty deep one. Deep Usually, cut. those those are like the amateur. Um. Yeah, you're kind of close, but not like the USAM, Medam, not not Padraig, but you're kind of you're in right, that you're in that right. Room. Oh, he finished in the top four at the PGA Championship. There you go. First four players, including ties in the previous year's PGA Championship. That is uh, exemption fifteen, qualification fifteen. Yeah, that's how we got. There it. you go. Well done. I knew you'd get there. Um, okay, so that's the. 68s Kucher, you know, Kucher involved. He's he was somebody who was pretty popular uh coming into this event. The the three unders, 
Garrick Higo, Nick Taylor, Ches Reeve, and Harry Higgs. So um, Nick Taylor's having a, a, a great stretch of golf. We talked about him a lot in Phoenix because we we couldn't shake him. He just constantly was was coming down the stretch. Didn't really didn't really give it up. So he's he's in the mix again. And then Higo has seen a bit of a resurgence uh, as of late after uh, parting ways with uh, Claude Harmon as his swing coach. Yeah, I, I think I'm curious again. I, I apologize, but I'm just so like masters focused right now that I'm curious about, you know, is, is there going to be some who, who in this field at the top right now is already in the master? So is it, I don't think Taylor is Taylor in. He's not in. I don't I'll think I'll find out. <laughs> Producer Josh says no. Okay. Uh, so Kucher's not in, Padraig's not in. I mean, none of these guys. Uh, Mount, is Mount Wallace no, in? No, Wallace is not in. His win at Punta Cana, did, Punta Cana did not get him in. So you're playing for like... I mean, this is like a real... I mean, they're all real wins. But this is this would be... I mean, to, to it would really kickstart your year. I mean, Nick, Nick Taylor was obviously awesome at Phoenix. And to, to, to win this and play your way into the Masters, all of a sudden, that's like the best year of Nick Taylor's career, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he won Pebble, but I think this would be kind of above it. So there, there's, a, there's like, it's not going to get very much attention. I'm probably not going to watch a ton of it, write about it. But this is like a really interesting, I think, top of the board because of what's at stake uh, in terms of the masters. Uh, don't quote me on this. Cause I was just skimming the list. I think there's like one guy in the top, at least 18 uh, who is qualified. That's Alex Norin. And okay. I, don't th- I don't think anybody else is. Then you start getting to like the team 19s. And these are the guys that have just teed off like Hideki's in there and, and Terrell Hatton are in there. They're obviously in, but like of the guys who are basically, finished or just getting started or whatever like alex norin is like the first guy that i believe is is qualified for this i mean some of those guys might withdraw right like if if there's any more weather and delays into masters week that's interesting yeah i don't know how clean the forecast looks the rest of the way but yeah i mean we're i mean we're all we are obviously not going to finish round one today if that gets us sets us back into the weekend and who, who knows yeah that's an interesting subplot as well yeah, it is. Uh, Garrick Higo, 69. I'm not a huge Garrick Higo believer. Uh, I, I don't even know how he's been playing this year. I, I just he, – he had that weird thing where he was like on a complete heater and he won a bunch worldwide. Uh, he's got one top 10 in his last 25 starts worldwide, so not great. Uh, but, yeah, could play his way into uh, into the Masters. So- Another guy. Let's play this game. Uh, Garrick Higgo's only career PGA Tour win was? It was the one in South Carolina. At Congaree. That uh, I don't even honestly don't. Palmetto Championship is what the name is. Yeah, it was, was right before the 2021 U.S. Open. That's John right. Won. Yeah. That's right. So maybe he only wins the oh, week yeah. before major championships. There you go. Great call. Love Thank that. Thank you. Thank you very much. So and then we'll he see. didn't he play pretty well at the at that US Open? No, I'm pretty sure he missed the cut badly. There we go. Okay, I've got it right here. He <laughs> he missed four of his next five cuts. Yeah. He had he had won, so he won the yeah. Grand Canary Lopesen Open. Obviously. The Ten Riffy Open. No, he finished T eight at the Ten Riffy. The Canary Island Championship. Yep. T T sixty fourth PGA wins the Palmetto. MC, MC, T41, MC, MC. He, he, 
it just it, it was a false positive, right? Like he he's a fine player, but he's not a win three times and five starts worldwide type player. Th- this was the Icarus. He he flew too close to the sun. We had an Icarus reference the other day. He he fly three wins in five starts and then just falls off the face of the earth. Touches. The sun. I mean, Rick. He has so since that win, he has uh one. Two top tens worldwide in the last almost two years. One of them was at Zurich. So that's not great. And the other was at the Sanderson Farms last year. You want to hear something even sicker than that? Uh, I bet him at 110 to one this week. (laughs) Just infirmary behavior. Because I bet guys with like zero top tens. I mean, is is it a Derek Ernst situation? What's it? What's a Derek Ernst situation? Well, remember when he won? He won Wells Fargo in like twenty. Help me out here, Josh, producer Josh. I think he won it in twenty thirteen. This was insane. If you go look at the, I think it's the twenty thirteen Wells Fargo Championship. He held off. It was like Phil and Rory and Justin Rose, and it was like a weird weather thing. And Derek Ernst was not. He wasn't a good player. I mean, he he's obviously like way better than us idiots but like he wasn't a good pro he was fine no he wasn't fine he was a bad he was not a good player here we go you got it there here's here's the win and then i'm assuming we're talking about this stretch after the win here and before i guess oh it's it's but if you the crazy part is that the the it's not that he won it's that he beat rory phil justin rowe i forgot who all was in that tournament It, it was it was nuts it was completely crazy that was the 2013 Wells Fargo Championship. There you go. Ernst, uh, Mickelson, Carlson, Westwood, Ryan Moore, Kyle Stanley, Kevin Streelman, Bo Van Pelt, Ross Fisher, Brian Harmon, CH3, Rory McElroy, Sergio. Uh, Luke it's crazy. List, Luke List sighting. Isn't that cra- How about us breaking down the 2013 Wells Fargo Championship on a Texas Open pod? Nowhere else. Nowhere else can you get this. So those are the three unders. Uh, Patrick Rogers makes the turn at three under, but he's got a lot of golf to play. The two unders. Let's see. Anything interesting with Ben Martin, Brendan Todd, Benny on, Jimmy Walker, Augusto Nunez? Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker's played in. Uh, he played in that Wells Fargo event that we just had up. <laughs> yeah. He's played in a lot of Masters, too. I didn't realize that. So we're putting together. Hopefully it'll be ready. It turns out databases are hard, as you know. Uh, we're putting you know together. What? I am uniquely qualified to understand <laughs> that statement. Yes, the, you were right. The names. I mean, so we're putting. So for people that don't know, you'll love this. Uh, we're putting together a website called the Golf Record. It's supposed to be out any day. It's 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 cool because we're basically trying to. Whereas Rick Run Good looks forward, we're trying to look backward and look at like golf history and uh, have you be able to have an easy way to say like, you know, who has the most top tens in the last 10 years at the Masters or whatever. Uh, so anyway, I've been looking through a spreadsheet that has 7,000 rows on it of all the Masters tournament entrants ever. Jimmy Walker's been in like eight of them. All that to say the names on these guys, especially from like the 1930s, you'll have one guy that entered under like four, four, 
four different versions of his name. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. And there's no, and there's a lot of like nicknames. Like there's a Marvin Giles the third, but he went by Vinny. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, I don't, I don't. What, what what do you want me to do? There is um, no one in this world who can empathize with you more than I can. And and usually I have I just yell this into the void, and I'm happy that you now have to deal with the same crap that I deal with. I mean, yeah. it's the Matt Fitzpatrick thing, right? Like when Matt Fitzpatrick was like, I want to go by Matt Fitzpatrick. 99.9% of the world was like, well, 99% of the world didn't even notice. And you're like, oh, thanks for adding an hour to my Sunday yeah. night. You just like broke my database because yeah. you used to be Matthew. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, the golfrecord.com. Hopefully uh, be out next week. I am excited to see it. Um, all right. Let me just hit the notables real quick here. So they're they're basically all the notable names were afternoon guys. So uh, they are just getting started. Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler, one under through seven. Terrell Hatton, one under through. Ricky Fowler, Ricky <laughs> Fowler. Thank you. How about all, okay? All all of these guys are one under through either six or seven holes. Hideki, Ricky Hatton, Siwoo Kim, Corey Connors. So who finished who finishes highest out of that group at the Masters next week? Probably not Ricky, but out of the others. Probably not Ricky. Um Terrell, but it, you're gonna say Corey Connors. Yeah. They're all pretty interesting. I mean, yeah. Hideki Hideki T14 last year, even though he was hurt. Hatton Siwoo will finish third or 93rd. <laughs> She was sick at big events. Like, just no clue what you're getting. Uh, and Corey Connors is the only player besides Cam Smith to finish in the top 10 at the Masters each of the last three years. So pretty interesting group there that uh, is trying to play their way in, not play their way in, but play into form going into uh, Augusta National. Okay, well, listen, we are going to continue this conversation, uh, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. I am under the impression that the final four will conclude this week. So they'll play, I guess, what, four to two, two to one. They don't make the, they don't make the college kids play a consolation game, huh, for third? No. I mean, it... Yeah, they. I think there would be more interest around that than around a, a, a Dell match play consolation. No, do they play a consolation game in the? No, because the bowls are like kind of their. Own. Wait, 
now that there's a playoff in the bowl games, do they play a third place game? No, they play it in the World Cup. Um, Olympics, I guess. Some, some some sports have like the third place deal. You'd think that there would be enough money in college basketball and football that having that extra game would be they would have made that happen by now. Yeah, and it's a it's a weird thing because it's like you, you if you're a fan of one of these teams or you're following it, you you go you travel, you go all the way to the Final Four from Connecticut to Houston or San Diego to Houston. And it's like, man, I'd love to see like more than 40 minutes of basketball. Yeah. And they're they're like all the teams are already there. Just play, yeah. just play the game. We should, we should get, I mean, we can get this implemented, right? They should put us in charge of everything. All the sports, all the leagues, all the organizations. We should be in charge of it all. Like sports czar. I mean, I see no, I see no problems with this. What could possibly? I see, go I see wrong? no issue. What, what would you change about golf first? You would implement the 128 player match play. Yeah, I would burn the broadcast contracts and do it from the do it from the start. I would, um, man. There's there's probably a lot of things I would do. Wait, you would so, uh, walk me through that? You would you would do it? You would do what? I would take whatever the current existing television contracts are. I would yeah. shred them, okay. uh, dump gasoline on them, burn them. Okay. That's pretty, probably excessive, but okay. Put them in the bottom of the ocean, whatever okay. I, whatever I need to do. Uh, and then we would probably have like a, well, if I'm the golf czar or the PGA tour czar, I might have like a PGA tour channel and uh, broadcast everything, every shot, all the time, no exceptions. I would expand the data tracking to every single event and every single shot that's hit. I would. Um, so we're we're presume we're we're under the presu- the presupposition that czars have unlimited money and power. Yeah, and power. Okay. Yeah. You know what I would do? What's that? I would have Augusta National license their app to all the other majors that'd be so good did you see the little nugget that so chad i think chad mom tweeted this out chad mom the executive producer of full swing that when they were meeting with like augusta national or i'm sorry when they were meeting with netflix about uh, about the doc the guys at netflix said that basically the second best streaming app in the world is the masters app think about that think about how crazy that is that and and, you know i think i'm a little surprised by it every year and and maybe we shouldn't be because i think augusta is sort of low-key always been a a little bit on the cutting edge of i mean if you go back and look at some of their stuff from like the 50s and 60s it's like hey we're we're, we care deeply about the way our product is presented which is (laughs) wow what a concept you know and and they've there's been a through line there that they've maintained seemingly at the expense of short-term gain. Mm-hmm. And if that's not a lesson in like long-term sustainability, then like just, I, I don't know, go pound sand. Like I, I, it, it, if you're not looking at that and saying, man, seems like, seems like Augusta nationals like doing pretty good. Well, I wonder what their strategy was. It, it just is like, it just seems so obvious. 
The and that app gets used once a once a year for a week, and it's the, like the second best streaming app in the world. It, it's it is funny the Netflix guys are like, well, besides ours, <laughs> right? Besides ours. <laughs> uh, my whole point about most of this was the fact that uh, br- bring that bring that graphic back up. That that final four is on CBS, so you can watch it uh, Saturday. Let's see, the semifinal games are three Eastern. And there is uh, six o'clock Eastern for Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. That's the early game. Then Miami and UConn. There we go. Six. My son thinks. Eastern, Eastern. My son, my oldest son thinks Miami's going to win. Speaking of my kids, we're doing our annual Masters draft tonight. Oh, good luck. So pizza party. Uh, the three-year-olds involved this year, which is just going to be chaos. Uh, I have the f- I have the fourth pick. Okay. So my son Jack has the first pick. He's six. He's already he's already uh, thumping his chest that he's going to take Rory. Smart. Uh, second pick is my daughter Hannah. She said Chef. She's going to take Scheffler. She's always Her, solid. She picks solid teams. Really good. She always gets ice cream. Um, Jude, my nine year old, is third, and he's he's truly my son because he's panicking uh, over. Spieth or Rom. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna make like a last a last second like gut feel like he oh that's so good. Yeah, so he he's got he's got whatever Spieth disease I have also. And I'm curious about I've got the fourth pick. Who like if Rom's there, I take him, yeah, right? Yeah. If if the top three go. Like he should take Rom over Speed. Yeah, he might not because again, he's it's part of it's hereditary. Apparently, who do I take? I hate that I heard that. Um, did you hear Speed say like his game is like complete? Did you hear? Did you hear this? Wait, wait uh, was this on that like uh, morning podcast thing that he did with uh, Fanduel? I think it was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did hear this. I hate that. I actually think it is It is actually um, – it, it, it's not even ill-advised if you did take Jordan Spieth. I mean, he has he has the fourth shortest betting odds. So, like, Vegas likes him in the four spot. Obviously, the, the history, if he's feeling himself, he's playing well. If it's not Spieth, I think I would take, um, like, Xander. To be fair, he's, he's – uh... He's sort of always feeling himself. I just don't know if that's like an indication of of uh, whether I should be confident in him. I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw a tweet to uh, Josh here because I want him to pull it up here in a second. Xander, yeah, maybe maybe Cantley's been so lousy in majors. That's, that's why I don't. That's why I shied away from Cantley. Your other options might be Cam Smith. Camp, good luck, man. You have you no idea what you're getting yourself into I, there. I agree. I, I don't like, and people, I mean, the live stuff is already just next week's going to be nuts, dude. Like the live PGA Tour rhetoric. If Patrick Reed or Cam Smith or DJ contends for this thing, it's going to be wild. You know who I might take um, if I don't take Spieth in the fourth position is, is uh, Cam Young. Wow. It's a bit aggressive, I think. Okay, so wouldn't maybe you take I, like wouldn't you take like Homo over Cam Young? I, uh, or Colin Morikawa over Cam Young? 
I would take Morikawa. Yeah, Morikawa Morikawa is low-key playing really, really well. So this is a Spieth tweet. Um, Like, thinking he's going to play well this year kind of checks out because he has stayed pretty true to what his first three months of the year have been over the course of his career. So if you go back, his best three months leading into the Masters ever was 2015, and he wins. His second best was... 2017, he finished T11. His third best was 2016. No, 2021 T3. I mean, it, it just it it kind of matches up. His Augusta finish usually matches up with what his form has been. It is impossible that he only has one green jacket. I wrote it yesterday, and I was like, I don't, because like you kind of joke about it and whatever. But I I legitimately wrote it for an article, and I was like, I don't, I don't even believe what I'm writing here. <laughs> I have um, I have a couple more things, but how there was con- I, there might have been a comment on this. How, like, what is Butler Cabin going to be like if if um, Scheffler has to put a green jacket on a live guy? I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be weird, dude. I think we're I think this is the sort of like the biggest. Uh, moment left unless other people go this is kind of like the okay this is what it is for the next however many years and the masters is always this sort of like uh it's always like a state of the union right like this foreshadowing for like okay what's where's golf at right now fred ridley talks and you've get you tiger talk you know there's just all this stuff going on and uh i mean what if what if like we're we're in our group chat today another group chat uh somebody said what's the what's the craziest scenario and somebody's like phil of course like phil winning the masters this year would be probably the craziest sports story of all time i think (laughs) it would be because now he's like dark phil right now he's like villainous phil now he's like black spider-man i don't even know if black spider-man is a bad an evil version of spider-man i just know he wears the black suit uh i didn't read those comics but like yeah it's like it would be pretty crazy. It would. It would be the. It would. I. I legitimately think it'd be the. It would for sure be the craziest golf story of all time, and maybe the craziest sports. You go and start a, a multi-billion-dollar league for a foreign government, and then come back and win the Masters after missing it the year before because you were maybe suspended from it. <laughs> oh boy. I hope he's got a presser next week. There's no chance. He has a better chance of winning than having a presser. <laughs> oh, boy. It, I mean, the best chance is Cam, right? Uh, I, I think there's like three. I think it's like DJ. Cam, DJ, Neiman. Yeah. I think those are the three best chances. Outside chance, answer, Brooks. Outside of that, Bryson. Outside of that, outside of that, outside of that, Phil read somewhere in, in the middle bryson is like i don't i don't know what's happened i'm not sure he does i mean is he just like a is he more is he just like in the mr beast youtuber category now like he's it, just a youtuber was it you and i that talks about this where like somebody told me or us or i don't know if we talked about this where he just practices constantly but he like never plays golf like he is just at the range. I believe that. Like 
with the with the launch man or the whatever track man launch man <laughs> i just i just i'm gonna go get that domain right now tm launch man tm for uh, sure it's taken it's probably fifty thousand dollars on and i'm gonna find out right now and um but like never plays golf which is like the opposite of what Jordan Spieth told us he did growing up, right? Where he's like, oh, I just like went and played. I didn't even really. It, it checks out though. I mean, I, I, I think Scheffler's a guy that plays a lot of golf. Like Scheffler, I, I mean, I think he, he's also said he likes to practice, but I think his practice is like, hey, I'm going to play thir- 27 today. I'm going to play 36 today or whatever. So I, I think it, I think it makes, strangely, it makes sense. I can get launchman.net for $14.99, but I cannot get launchman. What's dot com? Uh, they want me to. They want me to talk to a broker, and yeah, they want, they'll broker it for They you. want me to pay seventy bucks to see if they can broker a deal. I can assure you, I cannot afford Launchman.com. So sixty-nine ninety-nine. I think I've yeah. been 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 down that road before. Yeah, so let me see if I can broker a deal. Sure. Last thing, uh, the other thing that I would do if I was a golf czar, I uh, there would be no more corporate, um, corporate, corporate names in the names of the tournaments. Yeah, this would be the, this would just be the Texas Open. Um, would, I think we, I would. I, I would make everything the the uh, place, yep. like the location. I yep. think place matters. I think it brings uh, gravity to like your tournament. I would also play the Ryder Cup twice a year, so maybe don't listen to me. I would call it so instead of the RBC Heritage, just call it the Heritage, right? And yeah. and the yeah, that's it's the Palm Beach Shootout instead of the American Express, or excuse me, the. Palm, Palm Springs, Springs shootout. My brain is fried at this point, obviously. Uh, but yes, th- I would, I would absolutely remove all of those because that is that's the most short sighted thing that I think golf does. Where you, it is they've actually done a pretty amazing job of creating legacy and history when the names of the tournaments are constantly changing, and we all agree that retroactively, oh yeah, Tigers won WGC Mexico or whatever. Yeah. It's like the yeah, yeah, I, I've. Yeah, could not be more in on Here, that take. Grab this, uh, and Paul. So I've already thought of this, Paul. Grab this comment. It says, "So our purses are going to be fifty k, I guess, with no corporate names. Call it the Texas Open, presented by Valero, because that gives Valero also like do, corporations don't pay. I mean, that that's not the only thing they're paying for. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of signage there. There's going to be a ton of stuff throughout the year. You're going to get access to player. There's like a million other things, but." Everyone will drop the presented by. We'll call it the Texas Open. The players will call it the Texas Open, and you can give a and you can give Valero like a little, little nod. Uh, yeah, weigh in. Again, we have unlimited money, so we can subsidize it if we need to. Exactly. I don't. There's no problems with this whatsoever. Okay. Well, we made the most out of like not that much golf being played. Uh, last thing, Rosang. <laughs> Rosang gained 8.75 strokes on Wednesday. She gained 7.3, I think it was, on Thursday. She's gained over 15 strokes in the first two rounds of the annual. It's a it's a bloodbath. I always get a little bit nervous in these situations where I'm like, God, if she loses, like like that would be so devastating. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a Tiger in '97 situation. I pulled the Colin Montgomery quote where he said, "We're all human beings here, but Tiger, there's no way Tiger Woods is going to lose this golf tournament." Because Nick Faldo is not in second, and Greg Nor and uh, Tiger Woods is not Greg Norman, which is kind of a sick quote. Uh, <laughs> that's how I feel about Rose. Zang. She's gonna she's gonna roll on Saturday. Josh is is coming at me in the 
in our chat. I, yeah, he says she hasn't shot under par at Augusta yet, but she might not need to. Yeah, exactly. All right. We will be back after Friday's uh, conclusion of the coverage. We'll see where we're at in terms of the Valero Texas Open and everything else that's going on in the world of golf. Big thanks, producer Josh, doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.